Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. That's what that music means on a Friday morning. It means we're about to talk to Vaughn, who I think has been trying very hard to get an update on this whole BC housing um, audit and what's going on with that, Vaughn. I have indeed, Simi, and good morning. And it came up in question period in the House yesterday. The opposition asked the Premier, point blank, you commissioned this forensic audit. Your government has had it for two months. When are you going to release it? And there was a bit of back and forth on that. And uh, the Premier then said, uh, this is a keeper. Uh, It will be uh, tabled in the House this session. And MLAs will be able to ask questions about it. So let's see. There are four days left in the session. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. If he were going to give the MLAs a fair chance to ask questions, probably should table it Monday, in my view. That would allow MLAs to bring it up in question period. And the Premier's own office budget is up for debate Wednesday and Thursday of next week. And since he commissioned the report when he was housing minister, the opposition could try asking him questions about that as well. Okay, so that's what we we could see that on the schedule then. Yeah, I mean, he said it, and, you know, I, I looked over it a couple of times. There's not much wriggle room anymore in what he said. I mean, the only real wriggle room is, well, they could wait until the last minute on Thursday and release it, which wouldn't leave much time to ask anybody anything about it. Uh, the one thing he didn't say, Simi, was that it will be unredacted. I think we can expect that there will be blacked-out passages in it, so we'll be guessing what they say, but in some form... The Premier said the forensic audit, BC Housing, the one he ordered last summer, that one, that report, will be released in the legislature sometime next week. All right, we will wait for that. In the meantime, let's talk about what happened during question period yesterday. What is this whole situation with MLA Spencer Chandra Herbert? Yeah, so it's rare for a question period... Uh, to be used to ask essentially personal spending questions about MLAs. In general, the parties don't do that in question period, either side. And so it is rare that it happens. What happened yesterday is the opposition, uh, BC United, got up and asked a question about Uh, Spencer Chandra Herbert, who's the deputy speaker of the legislature. The questions involve this. Chandra Herbert represents the West End of Vancouver in the legislature and has for many years. But a few years ago, he bought a home in Colwood, Victoria suburb, and he has been charging expenses to go back and forth to his riding. So, there are allowances for MLAs for travel to and from their riding, and it's there. I mean, particularly, there's parts of British Columbia that's pretty expensive to get back and forth. The idea is the allowances are there when the house is sitting. It doesn't sit the whole year, so you can get back and forth to your riding where you live. Chandra Herbert has flipped that around. He lives a short drive from the legislature. He's been charging expenses to go back and forth to events in his riding. And I think, you know, that's the main reason the liberals have raised this. They tried to ask it in question period. The government took the question on notice. 
And Chandra Herbert himself then had a news conference at 12.30 to defend himself and give his side of the story. Which was? Well, there's a couple of things here. I mean, first of all, he pointed out, this is true, that he is not charging that much compared to most members of the legislature. So all 87 MLAs disclose their travel expenses, and Chandra Herbert is down in the bottom third, so it's not like he's charging a huge amount uh, compared to the others. And the second thing he pointed out, and this is true, is that MLAs are not required to live in their ridings, and some don't. For example, opposition leader Kevin Falcon doesn't live in his riding on the west side of Vancouver, and that's true, and Falcon says he couldn't afford to. He represents Quilchenet. So those are two things. But then we got into personal territory. Chandra Herbert said, look, for the last 18 months, I've been spending a lot of time here in Victoria because my son is ill. His son has a rare disease. He's being treated at the hospital in Victoria. The little fellow is in kindergarten over here on this side of the water. And Chandra Herbert got choked up. I would say on that one, who wouldn't? That's your child is ill. And he said, look, uh, that's the reason there's been so much travel by me back and forth. And he finished up and he said, look, um, that's my explanation. If BC United had, if they'd asked me about this, I would have been happy to explain the circumstances. They didn't, so you have a messy personal story and one with a couple of sad aspects spilling over into question period in the house and then spilling out into the house, uh, the uh, hallway outside. Okay, this doesn't kind of happen very often, does it? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, over the years, um, because the legislature only sits part of the year, over the years you have had MLAs, particularly cabinet ministers, who will take a place in the capital. They don't stay in a hotel. Uh, Glenn Clark, when he was premier, he had a condo over here. His principal residence was still uh, in his riding in Vancouver. Uh, Falcon uh, doesn't live over here. I don't know where he stays. Uh, premier W.A.C. Bennett and his son Bill Bennett both had places in the capital, but they lived and their families lived in their riding. And MLAs say that it's, you know, in general, a good idea to live in your riding because people expect you to represent you, them. They like to see you there when the house isn't sitting. And in general, there's been a certain amount of public acceptance that there is money to help them commute back and forth to a legislature that sits. Well, in general, the legislature sits about 18 weeks of the year. 12 in the spring and 6 in the fall. So that's why they don't live in their writings. So what Chandra Herbert's done is unusual. Whether it's unacceptable is a different matter. It's really up for his constituents to decide whether or not they want their MLA living on this side of the water while he's representing that side of the water. And that's probably going to be a bit of a controversy next time, although there's every indication that Chandra Herbert is very well regarded in his West End riding and liked, and 
Um, you know, I don't know how many of his constituents knew that he was living over here. My guess is more of them do now than did before. But he has been living over here for three years. And he says when he's in his riding, he's not charging taxpayers for accommodation there. He lives with his in-laws. So again, he's he says he's trying to hold down the expenses, but there's no question. They're disclosed. He charged about, let's see, it's, I think it adds up to around $70,000 over the last few years. And I have to say, you look at the expense charges of MLAs for travel, he's still in the bottom third on this one. Hmm, okay. And, and we were saying that this is kind of rare, right, yeah. to, to target one particular MLA. Yeah. So there's two things about that. I mean, the first one is, in general, politicians, I guess it's kind of a professional courtesy, they don't go after each other on this kind of thing, partly because they're all vulnerable to the suspicion that taxpayers have that they're all at the trough. And you saw it yesterday. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation came out with a predictable statement condemning all MLAs for taking the helijet back and forth to Victoria because it's expensive. And here people are trying to meet their grocery bills and all that. And the Taxpayers Federation pointed out some of the Liberals are the worst offenders on that, or BC United. So that's that's one reason they don't bring it up. Okay. The other thing that I guess is a factor here is that Chandra Herbert, as Deputy Speaker of the Legislature, has been a bit of a pain in the neck. He tends to quibble very narrowly over the rules. He doesn't allow much leeway. And I've watched it. I would say he tends to target the opposition, BC United, uh, and make himself a bit of an annoyance to them, uh, an annoyance that the Speaker of the Legislature, Raj and no one would accuse him of that. So I think it's possible, Simi, that what we're seeing here is a bit of a payback. That's why they went with it in the House instead of doing, as Chant Herbert said, why didn't you just come and talk to me? I'd have told you why this has happened. Hmm, interesting times. All right. Thank you, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.